addiction. It claws its way into your life, stealing your hope and leaving you feeling utterly lost. You try to fight it, but its grip is tight. Its strength, overwhelming. You may feel defeated, but there's still a light burning. It's the light of hope, of recovery, and it shines from those who have faced the monster of addiction and emerged victorious, transformed by the power of faith. Welcome to Restored by Faith, the addiction recovery podcast, where we ignite the flame of hope by sharing triumphant stories of individuals who have shattered the chains of addiction and found true freedom in Christ. These are not just tales of overcoming a struggle. They are war cries, testimonies of resilience and transformations fueled by unwavering faith. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Restored by Faith podcast. My name is Chris Busher. I'm going to be your host today, and I'm sitting here with our vocational staff. His name is Christopher Tilly. Christopher, go ahead and tell our audience and everyone listening uh, today and, you know, in the future future months coming forward that are listening, uh, tell them a little bit of who you are and, and how you even came to a place called Teen Challenge to begin with. Oh, well, my name is Chris Tilly, and uh, I grew up in Alabama, and uh, at the age of uh, two years old, my mother set the house on fire with me and my brother in it. And it just so happened my grandparents were coming by at the time and uh, seen the house on fire and got us out. Uh, My mother abandoned us at that time. And uh, they said that my dad was a really nice guy up until that point, and he kind of broke. And uh, when he broke, he was uh, physically abusive. And uh, whenever... I reached the age of 16. Uh, I left that, there and went in, DHR took me and I went into custody with my grandparents. And uh, from that point, most of my life, I just felt real worthless and uh, felt unloved. And uh, that led me to just hanging out with anybody that would hang out with me and just where I would just feel accepted. And, uh, that led me with the wrong crowd, and I ended up shooting, ended up shooting meth and stuff, anything just to numb my feelings. And uh, that that was me growing up. And I tried to end my life whenever uh, about 2018. And uh, a guy, I didn't even know him, but he called me and said one of my friends gave me his number, gave him my number, and was wanting to contact me. And uh, try to get me some help. So I reached out there to meet him. And I had just took enough stuff to kill me. But for some reason, I didn't die that day. And I went out there to meet him in a, at a service called Addicts for Christ. Went out there. And as soon as I walked in, uh, the pastor said that there was a spirit of suicide in the room. And I kind of looked at him funny. And he's like, I swear I didn't say nothing. And so I walk out. But this guy, he wouldn't give up on me. He, he kept tasting me. He kept. He ended up finding out where I live and just genuinely cared about me and kept trying to help me. And he paid for me to come to Teen Challenge. And I went there and I felt I found people that accepted me and loved me for for just uh, for reasons I didn't understand. But I had nothing to give them. And. uh now, how sorry to interrupt, but how old were you when you came into Teen Challenge, and where were you at originally? Uh, I was in Alabama originally, and uh, 
I was in my drug addiction for 16 years. 16 years of addiction. Yes. Now, did you spend most of your time in Alabama during this addiction? Oh, yeah. Down there in uh, Happy Holler. I'm sure none of you really know much of it, but it's it's not a very good place. They said uh, there was a documentary on A&E, and it said that uh, every fourth house there was either buying, selling, or using. Wow. And so that's that's the environment that you grew up in? Yes. Okay, and you spent 16 years in addiction. I can only imagine along with that came a lot of criminal issues and everything. Oh yeah, and uh, before before I ended up did come to Teen Challenge, this guy was constantly contacting me. He even would come to where I was staying to try to get me to come to Teen Challenge. Were you staying in a nice house, like a no. five star hotel room, or where this were you was, staying, Tilly? This was like a this was a trap house. Okay, uh, we had holes cut in the floor to where we could easily just run out if the police showed up. Uh, they had no power, no water. Uh, it wasn't, for some reason, I was comfortable with it. Yeah. Uh, but it was all I ever knew. But I was okay with it, I thought. Now, were you were you a believer? Did you hear about God? I, mean, I had heard about God, but I hated God. Why did, why did you hate him? Because I, I, I felt like if he was all-powerful, why did he leave me in the mess that I was in? If he chose the parents who I had, why would he... Give me parents that would abuse me and abandon me. Yeah. And, you know, when I did come to Teen Challenge, I met a counselor and he told me that God can handle that. Tell him how I really feel. And so I went to a prayer closet and I cussed to God. And for some reason, that was my breaking point was... I believe I got saved that day in that that closet. It's just when I whenever I let that was just transparent with him and told him how I felt. There was something that came over me, and he's you know he can't he can't stop free he don't stop free will. He loved me enough to let me live through that, and he loved me enough to allow me to get saved and be with him. So you were you were in this closet and you were just crying out to God and you were you were cussing at God you were angry. Um, what what type of feelings were you were you feeling at that time? Did you feel any shame for talking to God this way or at the, mean, at the just time trying I, to get a release? At the time, I didn't. At the time, I didn't. Uh, Would you say this was kind of your first real encounter with God that, in that moment? That was the first time I ever even acknowledged Him. Yeah, and how old were you at that time? Uh, this was in 2019. Okay. So I, I was at a teen, uh, teen challenge, and then uh, I ended up leaving. And uh, I go to another ministry. And because that guy, like I said, wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> and uh, we're at Church of the Highlands, and I'm still kind of angry, you know. I had a lot of anger. And... This counselor keeps trying to talk to me, and he walks up to me, and he lets me know that the guy, my sponsor, who was always trying to help me, had died in a house fire. And when he told me that, something in me, I couldn't control myself, and I, I had, I'm not proud of it, but I headbutted that counselor. And I, I, I was immediately arrested, and... uh I waited out, and 
when I when I got out of jail, it was like that encounter with God that I had, that small encounter, it was like from that point on, God wasn't leaving me alone. As much as I wanted to be left alone. Because it was like I felt like God had brought someone else into my life and finally somebody that cared about me and now he's dead. And uh so I struggled with that. And then uh I ended up going back to Teen Challenge. Uh because I was at the end of my rope, I didn't have nowhere else to go. And once again they just I I seen true love because instead of shunning me, y'all you left all this, they was they were so happy I was back. And I hadn't really ever experienced that in my life. Somebody happy I came back. And uh, that's that's where I started understanding what true love really was. There, I, I, I had a lot of hurdles I had to overcome working through that anger, uh, working through even wanting to stay there. And then I end up staying. I graduate. And they asked me, six months later, they're asking me to please come back and be on staff. And so I came on staff, and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed working with people, but I also uh, feel a lot of uh, pain for guys when they leave because I know what lies in store for them if they leave early and don't have a good encounter. And I don't want them going through that. I want them to know that they're loved. And Teen Challenge is the only place I've ever found that. I even, uh, I left there and now I'm here in Texas and it's the same spirit. It's the same spirit of love. It's the same spirit of God. Amen. <clears throat> now let me ask you something, Tilly. When you were a student, uh, what what years were you a student? Uh, from 2019 uh, to 2020. So from 2019 to 2020. That's the year I graduated. Okay. Now, how old how old were you when you were a student in the program? Um, 31, I think. So you were about 31, 32 years old, yeah. somewhere right around there. What were some of the biggest struggles that you had while as a student in the program? Realizing that uh, my biggest struggle was realizing that I'm not always right. For I know it sounds stupid, but... For the longest time, I thought I knew more than God because if he knew so much, why did he do the, put me in the positions that I was in? It took me a long time to realize he didn't put me in none of those positions. You know, free will has a way of doing those things. He don't. But when I cry, he cries with me. It took me a long time to see that, that I wasn't always right. And what about some some happy memories? What what was your what was some of your you know favorite memories as a student? Um, there was this guy Rodney. He would just no matter what was going on, he would listen to me. He would uh, carry me on on all my passes. He's he died too. He was a staff member at Teen Challenge. Yeah, he was my boss. What are some of the things that Rodney taught you? That you still use the, today and while you're working for this ministry? There's a, he told me, it's kind of a cool little thing, but uh, he says, while you're here on earth, you're supposed to wait for the Lord and what do waiters do? 
they serve others. So while you're waiting to serve others, he would always say that. So anytime I would get upset, he would say, serve others. You're a waiter. Wait on God. Anytime I would get upset or something, he said, Tilly, you got to let, just let that go. Just let it go. He taught me about every morning before you go to work, you go into your office and you just pray. Makes your day go so much better. And it really, as crazy as it sounds, it works. Yeah. I miss that guy. Now, let me ask you again. Um, I want to, I want us to kind of just backtrack and kind of go through your whole testimony again, if you would. Um, kind of start, you know, when you were young as a child, kind of what life was like and, you know, kind of talk for about 10 minutes about everything that led up to Teen Challenge kind of in a chronological order for us. I was using drugs since I was 14, so my, I don't remember a lot of my childhood. Okay. Uh, I remember coming home in the fights with my dad, and uh, I would be in a lot of fights in school, too because I was just really angry. And it got to a point to where I realized in school that I got to hanging out with some of these guys and I got to realizing that you can get high, you can use this stuff, and not only do you feel, you no longer feel the physical pain, but you don't feel nothing internally either. And that was my way of escaping from my reality. Because if I went home and I got beat up or anything I didn't feel it I didn't feel my emotions I didn't feel nothing and that spiraled on for 16 years constant overdoses but God kept saving me alright let's <clears throat> let's kind of talk about what you do on a daily basis here at Teen Challenge so you recently just joined us here about three months ago um, you came in uh, working on vocational staff, and you're you're right away. You started plugging it right into the men, pouring into the men, advising, uh, just you know, being a servant of God. Tell me a little bit about why you do what you do, and why you're dedicating your life to this ministry here. Well, I do it because I want these guys to know that somebody. I want them to experience what I did. That somebody does care about them. People do love them, and. I don't want nothing back from them other than them to make it. I want them to experience the true kind of love I experienced and to know and feel what I felt. The Bible says to freely give what was given to you, and that's the reason why I do it. Now, Tilly, if there's anybody out there that still is struggling with addiction or they have a loved one that is absolutely struggling with addiction, what what is some type of advice that you can give them right here today? Um, don't give up. I know you feel worthless, but you're worth something. Uh, you were made in the image of God, and that's that's nothing small. Just don't give up and reach out. Now, Tilly, just to kind of close up our, our show here today, our, our podcast episode, would you do me a favor and do us the honor? Would you pray to for anyone out there that's still struggling with addiction that maybe something that you said here uh, impacted them and encouraged them to to, to live another day? Uh, maybe they're going through something like you were struggling with, with the idea of suicide and about ready to just walk away from everything. But something you said just just tugged on their heart today. Would you pray for that person here today? Yes. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, God, uh, this is the first time I've ever spoke about really my testimony and, or anything of that nature, God. And I just ask that these words didn't fall on no deaf ears, God, that your word don't return void. 
and that you will open the hearts and let them be ready to receive whatever it is you have for them to receive from this God. And that a seed will be planted in time of harvest will be brought. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us here, Tilly. We look forward to connecting with everybody here in the near future. God bless y'all. As we draw the curtains on another powerful episode of Restored by Faith, we want to thank you for joining us on this journey of resilience, redemption, and unwavering faith. If you or someone you know is battling addiction, we encourage you to reach out to the East Texas Men's Center, where the flame of hope is kindled and lives are transformed. You don't have to face this journey alone. The East Texas Men's Center is here to provide support, guidance, and a community that understands the challenges of addiction. Take that courageous step towards recovery and redemption. Call the East Texas Men's Center at 903-652-2352 or visit their website at easttexasmensrehab.org. Remember, the journey to restoration begins with a single step of faith. Thank you for being a part of the Restored by Faith community. Until next time, may the light of Christ guide you on your path to healing and freedom.